Well, hello, listeners. Welcome to Bottled Up Episode 10. 10. I am Jen Waring, and I'm here with... Hey, I'm Sean Linehan. We're always here, and this time we're actually here together, friends. We are. We are in the same ridiculous bunker-style <laughs> space on my property. The neighbor's dogs are walking by. They're wondering what we're doing <laughs> what in here. What is going on in this glass um, box of emotion? It is very exciting for them, probably, <laughs> since... The- they're very confused. That was a um, look. We just got a look. We got a look. I had to wave. It's what happens. Uh, but welcome to yeah. We're, we're recording live together in Astoria, Queens, uh, on my in my apartment, uh, which is actually a house. Uh, there's a, a, a lovely little glassed-in lanai thing house. I call it the glass house, friends. Um, but it's got sliding doors all around, and I'm sure there was a time in the 40s or 50s <laughs> when it was a delight. You could sit out here in your screened-in area, and the bugs couldn't get you, and you could eat your Greek food and your whatnots. Uh, it's and, the whatnots that really sell it. And now it's... Yeah could use some work um but you know what for allowing us to sit together and and actually share a bottle of wine you guys might have a more um conversational ending (laughs) too because we both won't be as drunk so welcome to episode 10 of bottled up yay Yay, the bottled up bunker studio now exists Yes, we're claiming it for our own until our na- my neighbor comes home, and then yeah. we'll 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 introduce her. It'll just be fun, friends. It, she'll do yoga around us. It'll be yeah, fantastic. It'll, it'll be great. Um, yeah, or if you know, we I do have another neighbor that just sometimes lets her dogs in the yard. So fingers oh. crossed that happens. Oh, I would love here. that. It's just it's fun. My own dogs are barking uh, locked in because they'd be a nightmare. <laughs> um, oh, it would be so loud. The, it's it's very echoey in here. So we hope I am a loud person by nature. Uh, so hopefully that's not hurting your ears. Hey, that's what editing's for. We'll fix it in post. We got this. Uh, and, you know, because it is our 10th episode, which is a milestone. It is. that. I mean, that's 20 weeks of recording for 20 us. 20 weeks of recording. We do a bonus. So technically... Yeah, 20 I mean, episodes. it's like 20 episodes, you guys. It's crazy. Uh, but it's, it's really... <laughs> technically 10 full episodes but that's a party that's double digits man when kids yeah. hit 10 do they have another gender reveal where their parents blow themselves up like <laughs> i don't pretty, know what i'm happens. pretty sure you shoot just shoot a cannon of 10 year olds <laughs> out into a field and they Bravo, play 10 year olds you've made it now best of luck to you good luck um, may the odds be ever in your favor <laughs> Um, so we decided to get some some party wines this episode combines two of my favorite words sean it does dessert <gasps> And wine. And Do, wine. Dessert wine. Dessert wine, ladies Together. and gentlemen. Something truly special. A lot of people avoid them because they're expensive when you see them on the shelves. True. And they come in tiny bottles and nobody wants a tiny bottle. But they're so worth it. And I'm so looking forward to opening these and sharing them with you today. I'm very excited. Loosely, any wine you... I, this is when I Googled the, the actual definition because sure. friends, you know I like to Google. Uh, any dessert, any wine you have with dessert is then called a dessert yeah, wine. Yeah, I mean, that so just makes sense. So ha- if we were opening, you know, a Merlot. It'd be a really, dessert Merlot. It'd be a oh. dessert Merlot. Um, as Sean has pointed out before, as long as the wine is not as sweet as the dessert, That's right. That's then right. you're fine. It's good. I, I didn't have my notepad of notes in front of me to reference. I didn't know, know where you were going with that. <laughs> oh, but no, it's true. Uh, the, I like to throw in surprise twists. The, the, the food should not be as sweet as the wine, so they complement each other, and it's a... It's a good treat. Yeah, I mean, I'm sad we don't have cupcakes to enjoy with this, but I wouldn't eat out here if you paid me. No, not yet. (laughs) 
Maybe in a few weeks after yeah. we've done some work and we put some acoustic some... paneling in the ceiling. <laughs> Dude, or just sweep. <laughs> or um, just sweep. I had to scrub down the table we're on. Um, Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. I had some spider friends who I didn't know Aww. if they wanted to be part of our episode or what. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to talk about dessert wines. And we actually have two since we're together. Um, so Sean's going to go ahead and, and open the first one so we can, you know... Introduce it to you here. Do you hear the twist eye, friends? They're they're corks. We got corks today. So this first wine I bought in Sonoma uh, right before I went off and got married. This was our engagement party wine. Engagement party wine. It's from a tiny, tiny, still good, tiny, tiny little uh, vineyard winery called Rocher. In Sonoma. They do not make the chocolates. They do not make Ferrero Rocher. Different. Um, Great small family operation. And this is a late harvest Merlot. It's from 2014. What a very good year. Was that 200 years ago or Uh, three? Somewhere between there. 250. Let's go. (laughs) 200. Feels like it was 250 years ago. Um, now dessert wines typically served in those pretty little glasses, yeah. you know, the delicato ones, um, you know, which oddly you can always find it like a thrift store friends. If you ever want to get like a, a collection of fun little wine glasses, um, I did a one woman show a, a number of times. I can smell it from here. I haven't even moved it to my nose, you guys. And I'm already stoked. It's like 18 inches away from your face and you can still smell it. So, yeah. Oh my God. So yummy. Um, and that was my, the whole theme of my show was like half full, half empty. And so I bought a ton of wine glasses and dessert wine glasses to like cover. My vision was to have the whole stage covered. My, I had another vision that I'd fly in on a rigging. So, you know, <laughs> I have big visions. Don't well, always happen. You know what? <laughs> you aim for the stars, hit the moon or, you know, yeah, whatever well, it is they you, say, yeah. or maybe just the upper atmosphere and burn up. <laughs> Whichever works. Uh, in this case, I had like, you know, 20 glasses. We called it a day. Um, that's, that's a lot of glasses. But now I have them all in my house and they're very fun. But uh, we're drinking this out of a very fancy Ikea glass. Yeah, these are juice glasses. Uh, so before we taste it, I'm just going to tell you a little history about what late harvest is. And then we'll take a break, come back and do tasting notes. Because uh, it probably wants a little bit of air. Um, I was going to So late that. harvest, you wait until the very end of the harvest season until those grapes have sat in the sun and dried up raisinated, as we said. I love a word called So all those sugars are super concentrated. And so you end up with, when you crush it down and crush it down, uh, you get a much, much sweeter product, wine juice, the must. Uh, And then they stop fermentation pretty early on. Because if you just let the yeasties go... They're like, fuck you, yeasties. They'll eat that sugar until this is 16% and then the yeasties die. But that's not what you want for dessert. You want something a little bit mellow. So this actually comes in at about 9%. They they stop fermentation and they allow the residual sugar to stay in there and give us this delightful, delightful, cloudy red treat. Which just smells like figgy and like rich and it smells like we're fancy you guys that literally, <laughs> literally smells like we're we, fancy we are the fanciest people that sit in a glass house we in a really backyard <laughs> are currently uh and there's a hose here and and a shovel um and but we're super fancy but yeah it's, it does it's sort of it's filling the room like just yeah. these two little glasses it's really filling the room with that sweet fig and aroma uh, uh a raisin aroma it's really nice yeah it's, yeah I'm, the, I'm you're getting the like yeah have you ever, has anyone ever done like apples and raisins in like a crock pot like yes. you're gonna make like a an applesauce or like maybe you just want your house to smell nice smell this like is, fall this is kind of what you're getting yeah it's, it's kind of what i'm getting you know what this would be really good with some sharp sharp blue cheese 
That would be awesome. Well, why don't we take a quick break <laughs> while I hunt in the glass house just to see if there's any blue you cheese. Never know. Let's check under that bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Right. We'll be right back, friends. <laughs> And welcome back, friends and listeners. Our wines had a little bit of time to sit. Uh, just to give you an update, we were letting it sit because I had been storing it in the fridge after slowly consuming it using a Coravon, uh, which just kind of replaces the oxygen inside the bottle with an inert gas, but it's helpful to let it sit for a minute. Thank you for explaining the Coravon, Sean, because I was like, I don't know what this word is you keep saying. <laughs> well, we're going to use one on our next bottle. So I'm you'll very see. excited. It's very exciting. Well, let's have a little sippy poo I was going to say, here. I'm more excited to get into this. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> this is so fucking good, friends. Like, I wish that there was a way that we could convey a sip to you. I wish you like could a lick sip and your sniff podcast or a scratch right and yeah. sip. I don't know what we'd call this. <laughs> scratch and sip. Some, uh, I don't it know. It sounds wrong, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Okay. Because um, this is delightful. Yeah. It's almost got like a candied apple quality to it, like a red apple skin. Yeah. It's been, been stewed. All I mean, it's full of lots of fruits and lots of layers, but it's all stewed. So you've got raisins, prunes, figs, that, uh, that mushy apple. But definitely the can that like that's, you know, the red ones. Guys, when you but like the Halloween yeah. red ones, like it's definitely that's definitely in there. That was a that's an awesome call, and Sean. And it's 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 a 2014, so it's got a little bit of age on it, but it still has acid structure to it because I could tell there's a lot of sugar in this wine. It's syrupy, it's thick, but it doesn't coat your tongue. No, I was gonna say it's still oddly light, like. I feel like most people, well, while most people have maybe not had a late harvest Merlot, I do feel like most people have had a sip of port at yeah, some point Yeah, probably a lives. port. And a port is very coating, right? It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's got, a, you know, all that figgy goodness. But, like, it is very coating. This still somehow manages to be a fairly light... <laughs> yeah, light-bodied. ...weight wine. It's got a little bit of acid to help carry that sweetness Ugh. through. And you can taste the oak. You can really tell that this sat in some small oak barrels... And it's got the kind of vanilla-y, like, baking spice. Kids, here's my problem with dessert wines. <laughs> I could drink this whole bottle without a freaking thought. I, I would say that the finger and a half of juice glass that we are drinking is probably like 600 calories. I, I mean, listen, friends, if you could also somehow visually see us, I don't give a hoot about my rat's ass. I was trying to, I was, this winter I spent some time working on my vaccine body. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, um... This is so good. The I had a long ago. No, um, I can't even remember when this was, but we went to a wine festival in the Finger mm -hmm. Lakes region oh, of, yeah. of the New York. Um, and uh, I went with a friend and her kid. It was like an outdoor thing. It wasn't like yeah. kids could go. I didn't want to make it sound like my friend would let her kid drink <laughs> wine all the time. But my favorite wine and the only wine I bought at this whole festival was this raspberry dessert wine. Ooh. And they suggested serving it with in a blender with raspberry sherbet mm. so you blend up the one the whole bottle yeah whatever ounces that is uh with it was one of those like skinny yep. dessert winey bottles uh with a a gallon i guess whatever whatever <laughs> measure you, whatever you get in the suburbs when you buy ice cream like i'm so used to buying a pint i forgot yeah. what the normal Just enough that i can carry home a half a gallon what, yeah. what what is the normal container of ice cream have? i think it's a it's a peck is, is it, it a peck, peck? Right. It's a peck? so you take a peck of ice cream and you mix it with the bottle of and and then you blend it and you drink it like a slushy 
I can't. I drank the whole blender, Sean. Oh my goodness. I was a wreck, first of all, <laughs> and very headachey the next yeah, I was day. Say, but that's it some was sugar. so good. So do that, friends, if you want to be really right. ill. I'm I'm just looking at my bottle here. Um, and it's got some information on it that's not usually on a bottle. This is interesting. I'll share it with you, even though it might not mean a lot. Uh, sugar at harvest is 27 bricks. Bricks is the unit of measurement that we use in the U.S. that determines the amount of sugar in a grape. There's 27 bricks. That's really, really high. A normal Merlot is like Also, that's nine. a very exciting word. Yeah, B-R-I-X, bricks. I am very excited to learn this. I have not been this excited to learn about a group of something <laughs> since I learned a group of rhinos was a crash. It's a, Which is so good. Isn't that perfect? It's amazing. But a, a bricks of sugar. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm tickled. The residual sugar is 12% uh, by weight. So 12% of the 375 milliliters of this... Tiny bottle is just sugar. Oh, bright new day. <laughs> We're moving away. It's so yummy. That's and yum, yeah. So obviously this is not a wine that you're going to crack open and drink with your like appetizers no. at your party. You're not, I this mean, we didn't that... uh, update. We didn't find any blue cheese out here. No, you. no. We did find uh, some pillows that were a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah. In Maybe fragrance. squished them and, uh, and recreated but so this is only one type of dessert wine and i feel like we could run through um because there is lots and there is some that you could theoretically i mean the the first category the 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 lessest sweet the lessest sweet that's i have a writing degree friends uh (laughs) would be the sparkling dessert wine category and who hasn't enjoyed a whole bottle of moscato yeah moscato dusty like yum go to dallas barbecue (laughs) get your (laughs) And if you, when you're done with the giant gallon of blue margarita they give you. Then you order. <laughs> then you throw up. God, they have a drink called a pineapple crush, oh. which is pineapple and rum. And it's in, you know, a giant gallon sized glass. But it comes with a little bottle of barefoot Moscato just shoved in it. Jesus, that's wrong. Just like a, like a bulldog with a, so... with a Corona shoved yeah, in your market. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> so sure, you can have that before dinner. Um right. No, sparkling, sweet sparkling wines, uh, demi-sex, uh, and, and douche wines. That's D-O-U-X. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> D-O-U-X. Uh, <laughs> wines, they're, they're sweeter. Who you calling a douche? Uh, oftentimes, because there's residual sugar, they're lower alcohol. So like your New Year's Eve parties or something where you're going to be drinking for a long time, get those demi-sex and your douche wines and have those, your um, martini di Asti. Yeah. Fantastic example. Because you'll have your glass of bubbles, you'll be in celebrating, but you'll stay up till midnight. Right. <laughs> which yeah, is the exactly. important part. Or you won't have a headache. You know, like sometimes if you drink yeah. too much, you know, full figured bubbles, <laughs> if you will, uh, you know, it, it, the headache comes on kind of quicker it and can. that's annoying. Yeah. And if, if you're planning on going all night, it can hit you. And uh, yeah. uh, I'm going to, I'm turning 40 this year. I'm, <laughs> I can't hold my bubbles like I used to. Who can? Call me Bubbles, darling. Everybody does. Um, so yeah, so you've got your sparkling sweet wines, yeah. and they're they're great at any time. And actually, pairing note, great with pizza. I don't know if I've ever had a moscato with a pizza. A moscato or a demi sec with, with like some... a pepperoni pizza, absolutely phenomenal. I feel like we, I might have just made just planned out my dinner. Thanks, <laughs> now we know what's happening tonight. Woohoo! <laughs> Not gonna eat it where we are. Um, no. There's, uh, oh, oh, I feel like, oh, I forgot to share my fun fact, which this is the first thing you learn if you Google, and this is it. Dessert wine, oft referred to as 
pudding wine in the UK. Oh, <gasps> pudding wine. First of all, how adorable is pudding wine it's as a term? Just so oh, saccharine sweet. So adorable. <laughs> I love when people don't realize that's just a word for dessert and they get very confused. <laughs> uh, it's not pudding, friends. Anyway. Pudding wine, which is how we'll refer to it for the rest of the episode. No, we won't. Um, so next up would be your your lightly sweet dessert wine. Sure, and that could be anything from a sweet Riesling. Uh, you say it, the G word. I don't know. A Gewurztraminer. Yeah, that's the one. Gewurztraminer is actually one of my favorite it's favorite delicious. grapes. Uh, because it can be sweet, it can be dry, but it like is always beautifully floral. It just smells like you're in a garden. And it is one of the aromatic wines, Riesling being the other in Pinot Gris, uh, that's out there. Just you smell them, you bury your face, and you're like, "Oh, this is so nice. I love this." And it's in a tall, slender bottle, oh. and it has all the consonants on it. And it, yeah, it, I was <laughs> say it feels very fancy, and you can really be impressive if you figure out how to say it. <laughs> and if 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 it's from Alsace. Uh, it's the only place in France it's grown. It's spelled without the umlaut. And if it's from Germany, it has the umlaut. Yeah. This is a very important... I don't know what accent that was. That was, This is a very important uh, trick to learn. I think, it is. France. I mean, if, if you're trying to identify, you, you, want, you know, you want a German wine, look for the umlaut. You yeah. don't want a German wine, don't look for the umlaut. And I, I don't know why you wouldn't want a German. Listen to that word. It sounds like it should be German. Gefestamina! It's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... But again, you know, a dry Riesling is a very easily mm-hmm. drinkable wine with a meal. It does, yeah. You don't have to save that for like no, a dry this Riesling, kind of after dinner situation. A dry Riesling is a uh, is a food wine for sure. Yeah, so a Riesling you could have anytime. It's yeah. it's an it is more of a meal wine. I wouldn't save it for dessert a dry Riesling, either. but a sweet Riesling uh, if you're looking in German wines, you'll see them as cabinet or Außen or Bärenlausen or Außen Bärenlausen or Trocken Bärenlausen. Which has it's to do with uh, when the uh, when the berries are harvested. So Auslesen is late. Trocken uh, sweet Auslesen and Trocken beer and Auslesen. I always get my German confused. Is waiting for it to resonate. So you're yeah. waiting, okay. waiting for those um, dried up grapes. The other option is Eiswein. Eiswein. Eiswein and Eiswein uh, is just like it sounds. Ice wine. It's when the grapes have been left to freeze and there's somebody that sits in the vineyard on these cold nights approaching, you know, towards winter, sits in the vineyard. And as soon as the temperature hits a very specific point, the alarm goes out and everybody rushes out and handpicks these grapes because it has to be done in about half an hour, 45 minutes, and they have to be immediately crushed. How bananas is that as a business model? It's so bananas. And that's why these wines are, you know, $30, $40, $50 for a tiny little bottle. Particularly something like that, which, I mean, come on, you have a half an hour window. And I, I, one of the facts I found, but I didn't double check if it's remotely true. And I don't remember what year it came from. So it could be very (laughs) untrue. But that one of the largest ice wine producers is in Canada. Yes. um, Because... It gets cold. It's cold there. So that makes good sense. You're not going to get uh, that one temperature that you <laughs> no. awaken your friends. So even those vineyards that I was talking about where you awaken your friends and everybody comes out, that's in the north of Germany, in the Baden, 
and a little bit north of there. You know uh, what? I, I didn't see a single vineyard in 30 Days of Night, but I feel like they really missed a trick I in that town in Alaska before the vampires you came. You know, maybe if, if they had ice vine, the vampires wouldn't have come. Or the or vampires would have come and they would have had the party. They would have had the party. Oh Sorry, that's a I terrible noise to make in this movie glass house. so much. I know you do. I felt like it was the right time to bring it up. Because <laughs> Josh Hartnett... Is my forever love. Friends, if you haven't watched it, first of all, the vampires make the best noise in all it's, the land. It's which a velociraptor having sex with a crow. It's and, the only uh, way. And I am very good at making that noise. <laughs> and I did are. it once on a different podcast and was told, don't ever do that don't again. Ever do so that again. <laughs> I won't do it now, especially when we're in this time. I'll yeah, shatter no, all the glass. All the glass. And then we'll probably find the blue cheese amidst yeah, the rubble. But- yeah, so this town in, in northern Germany where they're like, I'm, and yeah. then everybody runs out. And the, the vineyards are on a slope that's like, 45 to 60 degrees. So you're, and this is so specific. It's so specific and it's so crazy. And that's why that's why these wines are treasured and they're not made every year. Like, How it, could they be? What if it doesn't get cold enough? Anger? If it doesn't get cold enough or if the winemaker or viticulturist doesn't feel that the grapes got enough sugar, they didn't ripen enough, then it's not worth letting them ice. You're yeah. just not going to get the product. But you're talking about Ontario for the, for the Canadian wines, yeah. which are... Uh, mainly made from Cab Franc. So those are red ice wines. That sounds and delicious. they are delightful because Cab Franc has that beautiful green pepper mm-hmm. and spice and bright cherry flavors. And then you Yum. let it freeze and concentrate and you get that sugar brightness. Um, really, really phenomenal stuff around uh, the Ontario era, area around Niagara. Episode 20, let's road trip. Let's Canada. road trip Canada. And we can stop at all the New York vineyards on the way up. Why and not? And Vermont has a bunch of vineyards now. Thank you, Global Warming. Plus we can get some, some maple syrup. Yeah. I'm almost out. Yo, my dad just made like 100 gallons. My God. Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> get some in the mail to me, no. will you? Jen wearing Glasshouse Astoria. <laughs> It'll get here. It'll, it's It'll fine. get here. It's fine. Um, Well, definitely ice wine, at least in the one thing I Googled, fell into the richly sweet dessert town. it is super intense. Which has some of the the super, there's some that are historically very important, Sean, I learned, uh, including the Hungarian Toki, um, I had to Google the breakdown of that, uh, which was loved by the czars of Russia, and then in the South African Constantia which was an obsession of the Dutch and the English. And then, of course, uh, what Sean's about to open, um, the French Sauternes, which was loved by the Americans as early as the 1800s, Sean. Uh, I can see why. This is one of my absolute favorite things to drink. I love Sauternes. And would it have been if you were in Boston writing speeches against the the British? Yeah, absolutely. You'd have been like... like, My French homies. Dump the tea. Give it up. Give it up. I'm not going to miss my shot of sweet wine. No. Well, yeah. Why would you, (laughs) Hamilton? Uh... Um, and th- what makes these interesting is all the wines we've talked about so far have been made by letting the grapes concentrate the sugars, right? You were letting them sit in the sun and raisinate or let Practically them ice. lazy. Yeah. Letting nature do the work. We're letting nature do the work here, but we're adding a special guest. Oh. Yeah. It's a bit of nobility. <gasps> it's like a king. Known as the noble rot or botrytis. Oh, first of all, doesn't noble rot sound wonderful? <laughs> it does, unless it's on your feet. I was going to say, or it sounds like a plague that killed many peasants back in the day. But yeah, apparently it is both, um, well, obviously it's it's called, I mean, rots in the yeah, title. It's, it is a fungus. It's a, fu- it's, it's a fungus among us, but it's, it's it very, looks awful too. Oh, it looks terrible. You, If you walked into a vineyard that uh, had botrytis happening in it, you would just be grossed out. It is a lot of gross. Yummo! But... What it does is it, the, 
The mold gets on the bunches of grapes and it pierces the skin and draws that moisture out, concentrating those sugars. And it also adds a little bit of flavor of its own. Um, people debate up and down whether uh, if it's of any true quality. But I like just a, just a hint. If I could get just, just a hint just of a, mildew. A, a sousson of, of some sort of royal fungus, <laughs> I'm fairly happy. <laughs> and so this one, uh, this might be the most famous uh, Botrytis affected wine in the world. It's called Sauterne. It comes from the very south of the Bordeaux region. So, you know, we've talked about Bordeaux a tiny little bit, but you got your left bank, your right bank. Everybody yells about which bank is better. We all know it's the right bank with Pomerol and Merlot based wines. But then uh, under uh, the Medoc and the Haute Medoc, you've got Grave. And at the very bottom of Grave is an AOC called Sauterne. And they make this fantastic, fantastic white sweet wine that is botrytis affected. And I'm opening it with a Coravon. Which is very, is it going to make a loud noise? I'm nope. kind of, oh, I, no. wa- I kind of wanted it to. I'm not going to lie. I did, though. Sean's backing up. We're, I don't know if I've mentioned, we're also sitting in deck chairs. Uh, really, we're keeping it fancy today. It's uh, it's very fun. Um, oh, this So this is- takes forever. So what happens is you have this long, slender needle that pierces the cork. And you've got a, like a little gas container inside this device. And... When you pull the trigger, it pumps the argon gas into the bottle, replacing the oxygen, or replacing the wine that is now being forced out through the tap with argon so it won't oxinate, oxygenate, oxidate, that's the word, uh, and go off. Um, it kind of looks like the thing they pierce your ears with. Kind of. Um, it, you know, for folks that need a visual um, and, and who have pierced ears. Yeah. The, uh, the, these things are great, and I love a Corbin. They make them now for uh, twist caps as well. Oh, wow. So it comes with its own special little rubber cap that you pull up there, twist cap, put your theirs on, and it's great. Oh, okay. Because in my head I was picturing, how sharp is the needle that it's going <laughs> to puncture a metal twist um, cap? They, they come in automated. This is like the cheapest model where you get a little trigger and you have to pour and wait and pour and wait. They have ones that do it automatically. There's, they're pretty Friends, expensive. I wish you were here. It was very fun to watch. But the most expensive part is this tube of argon gas. I'm sure. Holy crap. I'm sure. They're, they ain't cheap, so. Listen, I got that, that soda stream. It's the same thing. That shit's expensive. <laughs> yes, but it is cheaper than buying 60 liters of seltzer. That is true. That is true. Not and by I, much. Not by much. Not by much, but, you know, whatever. Uh, we all have them. They're fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, this is a fun. This is exciting. I want to sniff it. I just hit my microphone. That's okay. Oh, now this has a, oh. a wildly different smell yeah. than, than the late harvest Merlot. Um, I'm pronouncing it like Sam Merlot. Sam Merlot, you know, like of, you do. Of True Blood. Um, this is this is a little different. Mm, it smells like honeysuckles. It smells like orange blossom. A little bit of like a kind of a citrusy acid in the background, maybe a key limey kind of smell. It's even got like because there's something like. Earthy is the wrong word. I'm bad at wine words, but it's got like almost like a pear situation for me. Like sure. a like a like a mellow pear, like a stewed yeah. pear. Like let's break up that crock pot again. Let's <laughs> clean the apple raisin shit out of it. Because uh, why have we been stewing it that long? And uh, let's throw some pears in. Throw some pears in, but and, and and these are ripe pears. Yeah, yeah, that's these what are, I mean. Like these, these are the are... like the ones that like you don't want to eat anymore in your salad. And you pick it up and your thumb yeah, squishes yeah, in a little, a little bit. bit. So yeah. you're like, what if I cook it down? But I, I think you also nailed it a little bit with that earth when you said earthy because there is and i that's what i like to say you you can detect the botrytis on the nose uh, other people say you can't they say it's bullshit i say they're bullshit 
Yeah, yeah bullshit. bullshit. But yeah, I think you're getting a little funky, mushroomy, earthy ground quality out of it, um, but not in I an offensive way. I think this is way. indicative of the fact that I have royal blood. I think because, so. Yes, because I, I'm, getting, I'm getting hints of the noble rot. I'm it's, getting hints of nobility. It's speaking to my ancestry. Uh, Sean, mm. I actually did see a past life regressor once and I was not noble in any of the ones she mentioned. <laughs> in every single one, I was some like lame loser that And got you were murdered. a hairdresser and then... Older. I was like, you know, the town whore. Like literally, <laughs> literally. That was wow. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no, I do a long I mean, that was a, that was a much looser definition back then. Yeah, it just yeah, yeah. meant you, yeah. you wore your ankles in view. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, she made it very clear it was more than my ankles oh, in view okay, great. to the town nobleman. Uh-uh. And then I got knocked up. Well, Which he was excited about, but then the baby was lame. So he drowned it in a well. These oh are literally God. all the specific who, details this woman shared with me. Who did you see? Right? This crazy past life regressor. And oh. I was just, I sat there and I was like, okay, uh, is there any happiness <laughs> in my DNA? No, because people don't pay for happiness. They pay for sadness. Yeah, yeah. That's and the there was more. There was several more. So yeah, uh, so maybe that's, I'm picking up yep. the noble rot because I screwed a nobleman and <laughs> bore his child and then he drowned it in a well and and in comparison to the last one we've got a totally different color a totally different this is a this is a wine of a different color Wizard of Oz. <laughs> this one is uh sparkling clear uh, it's very pretty bright. it's a very pretty color it is it's a lovely golden straw like, like holding Rapunzel's it up to the light hair holding it up to the sunlight with our bottled up merch glass oh my god we're uh, so fancy I guys love, i love that we that I had these made. They're so great. Yeah. We liked, um, listen, we might be in a shitty glass house yes. in Astoria, but we got swag. We got swag and it's our swag. It's our swag, friends. But it does. It glistens in the sunlight. Like wine people, Psalms and whatnot would say this is star bright. That would be the descriptor. <gasps> star bright. And it's really nice. Oh, I love it. And I love tasting it. Mm. We're, we're all singing Madonna now, right? In our heads. Just checking. On the, it just, it tastes just round and full. And like the Merlot, it has enough acid to carry it through, but it, you, there's still a lot of sugar. Yeah. No, so no, no. So it's much more coating. Definitely. No, this one definitely has a bit of the like. Yeah, it's definitely in there. This noise. one's also 12.5%. So this one has less residual sugar, more alcohol. Um, yeah. The first one was Merlot. This is Semillon. 100% Semillon. Has to be by law to be called a Sauterne. Uh, yeah, laws. And this one is uh, made by the Barons of Rothschild Lafitte. Oh, uh, and the wine is the Carmes de Rousseck 2018 Sauterne, um, uh, which I, I, I googled is in reference to the Carmelite monks. Oh, uh, Sean in in Langon, who owned the estate in the 18th century. How about that? I like to know stuff about That's, history that means nothing to those, everybody else. Uh, those monks, they they did a lot of stuff. They with wouldn't wine. have drowned my lame kid. <laughs> they they would have taught him to garden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is, and it's got, it's got a very pretty, very simple label. Very simple label. Um, it's not one of the tall, skinny glass uh, bottles. It's, it's, it's the same, like, no, it's a three, this little baby bottle. It's a half bottle, 375 milliliters. It's uh, so yummy. Came in at $18, $17.99 on wine.com, uh, as opposed to the $30 or more that I paid for the Rocher at Rocher. Uh, and that's really, that, that's something to bring up, because if you go looking for a Sauterne or looking for dessert wine in general, they tend to be very expensive. The most expensive Sauterne comes from Chateau Yaquem. Yeah, of course. Which we I keep mentioning because I really want one. <laughs> but like a, a half bottle will run you two to four hundred dollars. See our GoFundMe. See our GoFundMe. Yeah, it's a really, really phenomenal wine. Um, 
But I think we need to take a little break. Yeah, let's take a little break because I'm going to drink it all, Sean. <laughs> drink it all. And we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the other dessert wine options and uh, how many fingers I can see because I'm these are going to my head. Ooh, Ooh. Daddy, we're going to be sucking on pillows when we get back, ladies and gentlemen. See you in a moment. Bye. Oh my gosh, and welcome back to episode 10, 10. of Bottled Up. Uh, we are still in the glass house here in Astoria. The wind has picked up a little bit. The neighbor's wind chimes are going nuts. Uh, <laughs> my one neighbor has made four passes just trying to figure Very out confused. what we're doing. Um, it's great. This is um, this is a lot of fun. This uh, is really silly, and I live in a very quiet corner of Astoria where everybody knows everybody's business uh, so it will, it'll come up. It'll come up. Uh, for I, the next week. I think we need an on-air sign. <gasps> oh my gosh, blinking. we so need an on-air. People, oh man. And yeah. then we can get a PA to stand out there with a clipboard. There's unemployed <laughs> PAs all over this town. Let's, so let's, many let's right pick now. one. It'll be great. I'll put my dog out there with a sign. She won't stay because that's no. not in her skill set, but we can try. <laughs> I could put the bird out there with a sign on her, on her cage. She just screams into she the voice. She just screams at them. It's so great. Um, she actually, uh, so listeners, today was a very sad day in the house of oh, January yeah. because uh, I've, I've had this morning dove nest and then I swear to God, we'll get back to dessert wine, but I've had this morning dove nest next to my air conditioner and it's been there for, it's, you know, they've been, they built it and then I named her Maud. Maud has been sitting on it for the last week or so. So there was clearly an egg or two. They usually have two eggs. And her, so precious. Life and, is beautiful. And her husband is, I've, I've named Roger. They do mate for life. And uh, and so Roger comes in in the evenings, but not the point. Today, a giant, large, horrible crow flew smack into my window, disturbed Maud, and then ate her eggs. Oh. And uh, But the bird hasn't made a noise since. I honestly think that my dumb foster parakeet was like, "What the f was that?" And she just isn't. She's talking terrified anymore. now. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, no. have to. I'm gonna have to put on, like, gonna, The Walking Dead or something you're... later. Something that she loves. <laughs> I'm gonna have to I love put that on. it's like after experiencing the trauma of death. She loves. She loves the Walker sounds. She oh. really. She screams. Um, I just learned. We just watched Beverly Hills Cop, and it turns out she's a big Pointer Sisters fan too. So, oh, well, that's um, great. Yeah, I mean, Neutron Dance for the rest of the day, maybe yeah. just to get her back in right. shape. But here, let's have a toast. Yeah, a to toast, the the toast, morning doves that would have been. To, to Maud's egg with our delicious dessert wine, uh, the 2018 Sauternes. Sauternes. So good. There's, if you're ever in Bordeaux and you make your way down to Grave or to Sauternes, they have if in any like little shop um, cherries soaked in Sauternes and dipped in chocolate. And they are just amazing. Um, Get the fudge out of here. They, they're the reason every wine student or whoever who goes to Bordeaux comes back 20 pounds heavier. I just got gained 20 pounds thinking about how delicious <laughs> this is. When I was in Portugal, they gave us, they, I mean, I think we spent, they didn't give it to us by any shakes. I think we spent like 20 bucks on it, but we thought it was really fun. Uh, it was a little shot glass cup mm-hmm. of chocolate. Turns out filled with port. Uh, oh. Which translates us nicely, but was not a fun street bite. <laughs> no, that's it's, a good one. I thought you were going to tell me they gave you the ginja. The cherry liqueur. Oh, oh no, the, that we did that too. That's that delicious. So, but, good. so that's we, we, when we were getting the yeah. second thing, we weren't paying it. I mean, I don't speak Portuguese, so no. we weren't paying any attention to words. But I was like, oh, it's that's <laughs> which still is like a mouth yeah. when you're like, yeah. and instead this this was like a straight up figgy figtastic <laughs> port mouth, which I think I wore most of it. It's why I don't own anything white. It's, <laughs> I'm mean, a putz. 
That, but that's a really good segue into the other kinds of dessert wine out there. And those are, of course, fortified wines. And it's because they're superheroes. Yes. They, uh, they have capes. Yep. Um, no, to, uh, so all these wines that we've had and talked about, are um, they're wine. There's nothing added to them. Your Moscatos, your Rieslings, your yeah. even you know the controversial Lambrusco as a dessert wine. All of these are your Raisinators. Your Raisinators, your Aromones or whatever. Uh, it's, it's just those are, are wine. Yeah. They're straight wine. Fortified wine has spirits added to it. So usually a wine-based neutral spirit will get added to it at some point, either pre-fermentation, post-fermentation, depends on the methodology. Um, and that'll jack that ABV way up oh, there. Oh, yeah. So a couple cups of port and you're in it to win it. In it, because it usually <laughs> goes right up to like 17 to 20%. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's solid jump, and, friends. And that was meant... Uh, to keep them good for longer. Like, sure. We didn't have closures of the same variety back then, uh, back in the day when they were making these things. And so uh, for my birthday, not last year, year before, because last year was COVID, of course. And um, this year, the GoFundMe, pay attention. <laughs> um, but I had a Madeira, which is a style of fortified wine sure, from Portugal. Sure. From Madeira, Delicious Portugal, with chicken. Uh, that was 95 years old and tasted as if it was made yesterday. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. These things have such long shelf life because they're so fortified and there's so much in them. And oftentimes as they kind of evaporate in the barrels, they'll get topped up over the years. So uh, there's a huge wide world of fortified wines out there. Ports. Madeiras, sherries are fortified wines. Those have to go through a very specific aging system. And it's a huge, long conversation, very in detail and in depth. So we're not going to talk about sherries right now. Just know that they are valid and they are good and they are not for everybody, but there is one for you. I am sure of it. Yeah. Um, But then there's a special, special qualification. I love a good qualification. This is a tonic wine. This is so fascinating to me. And this is wine that has things added to it to make it quote unquote medicinal. And the first one, of all, yes. stop describing any sort of wine as medicinal. I don't mean you, <laughs> I mean the makers of tonic wine. Like I understand that part of also the port, the history of sure. port includes that it was it was for warming, it was for sailor. Like it was yeah. like, you know, you could take a little glass of that and it, it warmed did, you right up. Did the trick for our, for our, for uh, fifteen pirates. minutes. I'm gonna go with pirates. <laughs> yeah. Portuguese pirates. They're they're big. They're big in Portugal. Pirates. <laughs> um, but uh this tonic wine in particular is called Buckfast, and it is made by the brothers of Buckfast Abbey. And you might recall uh, little brother, brother John, little John from Robin Hood extolling its virtues drunkenly. Let me tell you, one fifth of Bucky, a fifth being the small bottle, uh, has as much caffeine in it as a liter of Coca-Cola. That's bananas. And it that will... shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And it, if you drink it, you won't be able to spell bananas. You just go crazy. <laughs> um, and it, it's mo- mostly consumed in the UK. You can't really buy it outside of the UK. And it's mostly in Scotland. And it's very cheap. It's very alcoholic. And man, does it immediate blackout and make you do things that you would never do otherwise. Because folks, picture what you're drinking. It's, like gla- <laughs> it's like coffee plus sugar. sugar. Yeah. Just like 17 teaspoons of sugar in a black coffee with a splash of Coke <laughs> and some cocaine. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. I mean, uh, I remember one time when I was working in Edinburgh, I was sitting at a table with some friends. We were playing Euchre. Why wouldn't you? Well, it's a great game. And uh, 
we're just slowly passing a bottle of Bucky around the table. Jesus. And there was one friend with us who doesn't drink, and he was just documenting the whole scenario. Bless him. And he watched us go from friends to mortal enemies in the course of an hour. And then I decided I was going to walk my buddy home to his place because it was on the other side of Edinburgh, and I knew the way, or so I thought. <laughs> and I get us there, I say goodbye, and I start to head home. And a, several hours later, about sunup, I wake up at the sea. I was at the sea, Jen. That's a walk. <laughs> that is a walk and a half. <laughs> and it was like a 60-pound cab ride back to my flat. Of course it was. That's <laughs> insane. I The closest I can get to this, and again, the UK's, they, they do weird things. Yep. So the first time I ever had um, Red Bull, Ooh. Uh, was was in England, and they were using it as a mixer. Sure. So I had, you know, and it was like $3 vodka night, uh, three pound vodka night. Yep. So I had um, a lot of vodka <laughs> and Red Bull. And it's the, that's, that's say it's like the caffeine and yep. the sugar, and now you're adding vodka. Uh, and I barely remember making out with the bouncer, but there's photos. <laughs> and then I demanded to be taken for chips. Yeah, well, and um, the moral here is if, if you're going to be drinking... Be careful, friends. Be careful if you're going to be drinking things with caffeine in them. <laughs> especially be careful. But this is an important warning because caffeine will make you not black out and so you won't stop drinking and so you can drink yourself straight to the hospital. So just be careful. Yeah. Uh, and if you do come across some Buckfast... Please, please try it. I mean, we're not doctors, so get get your sips in is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, but science definitely dictates <laughs> put a limit on that shit. Uh, that is crazy. Not to be Man. confused with Buck's Fizz, which is just a mimosa. Just a mimosa, um, yeah. A weak one at that. So different different stuff, friends. Mm. If you're flying virgin, they're not serving you what Sean was just talking no, about. No, no. In fact, if, when you buy it at your local bottle shop, they, um, they will give you a dirty look. That's amazing. <laughs> Do they not? Do those ladies now work at Berry Fresh Farms? Because those <laughs> no, bitches are no. so judgmental. This the last time I bought it, the gentleman he he'd been so nice to me up until that point. That's and then, amazing. Then he just like immediately was like, "You are scum. I can't believe you are drinking this." <laughs> and then recently, the makers of Buckfast, the the these are monks. These are men of God. These are <laughs> men. I mean, this is oh, monks have been in charge of our wine. We've learned for centuries. For centuries. They, they, thank you, monks, for wine. But seriously, you should examine your your relationship with God if you're making Buckfast. These are the bad monks, I think. I think so. These are, they're they're like. Oh, Brother Johnson needs to go up and make the box. Like, we're going to send him to that abbey now. But they, last year, they put out a like, um, like a Cadbury's egg, like a giant chocolate egg filled with tiny bottles of Buckfast. And I found it online and I sent it to all my friends who we had drank the Buckfest with and they immediately just said, no! Yes, they just unfriended you. They were like, that's it, it's over. It's done. We're not doing that again. That is a fun gift, though. I mean, yeah. How and do we it, craft it wasn't even that? that can, expensive. We, can we do like a bottled up Cadbury egg? What, I think think we could. We could try. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Get some balloons. Do you know where we could offer it? On our Patreon. <laughs> That's right, everybody. If you've been following along, and I know you have, we said episode 10. 
Jen is going to slam down the segue into, <laughs> yes, we are launching our Patreon today. It is live right now at this very, very, very moment. We have two glorious patrons. Oh, my God. We already do. It's not even been announced. It's we not even have announced. Two. They found That's it. That's how great we are, friends. Uh, That's ridiculous. Zach that was a ridiculous and Ethan, sentence. thank you very much for joining us. Please go back and re-examine your pledge levels. Um, you get new prizes. There's new prizes. And we're going to be posting uh, some Patreon-only stuff. For example, before each episode airs, we'll make a little video talking about the wine that we drink so you can go buy it and drink along with us because obviously we pre Listen, if we could somehow patent drink along, that's what we want to yeah. do. We want we want everybody to be drinking along the whole time. Bottled um, up drink along. Right? If any songwriters out there want to write a jingle for the bottled up drink along. We like a good jingle. Jingles are great. I make them up the whole show, and mine suck. So if somebody <laughs> no, knows what they're doing, they're, they're beautiful. That would be tremendous. <laughs> would be a tremendous asset. But yeah, no. This, so we, you know, we. For those of you not familiar with Patreon, it's just it's a great way to support, um, in a small way, every month, um, your favorite creator. And and people on Patreon yeah. are creating all sorts of chaos. Seriously, Google through it or play. I was shocked. People are making all sorts of shit, friends. Um, I was shocked. The naughty stuff has moved to OnlyFans, but everything not naughty has stayed in Patreon. Yeah. And so, you know, you can literally support us for $3 a month. Um, you know, you're giving up, what, one cappuccino or the support of one not even African one child? Like, I don't even, I don't know how that works anymore. I don't get regular TV. But, um, and, and for us, it's everything. Because I don't know if we've driven home. We're in a glass house in Queens. We can hear wind chimes and car alarms going I'm, I'm off. I'm sure this the background of this episode has been very uh, yeah. exciting for They're you. Like, Where are they recording? But yeah, so we, you know, and we we have we have big big plans yeah. of, of doing live stuff, and so there'll be bonus content. Oh, that's for, an airplane. Our airplane's going by. There'll be bonus content, as Sean said, uh, for for those of you that sign up on Patreon to yeah. get stuff early. Um, we have we have thoughts and plans of thoughts all the fun we're going to do there of the shenanigans um, it's going to be shenanigans Jeez, louise the shenanigans we've got road trips planned um so yeah so definitely go check us out on patreon uh we'll link it up obviously we'll do some social needs yeah promos. it'll be on the socials it'll be on our webpage. it'll be on facebook insta it'll be on youtube uh but if you just want to go right now it's patreon.com slash bottled up how hard is that that's it bottled not, up not hard at all nope um yeah and so uh, definitely, definitely support us that way if, if you want to, or just go check it out. Cause we, we've put a lot of work into this. Yeah. A lot of work. Jen worked so hard. <laughs> we, so both did. hard. we both did. We made it, we made it about laughing and learning even just on the page friends. That's so, what we wanted it to would, do. It would absolutely mean the world to us. If you would check us out and maybe pledge a couple bucks a month, we'll take $3 all the way up to a hundred or more. If you want to contact us, corporate sponsors, different people, you know, Listen, if you want to support us at 500 a month, you too could sit in this glass house with us. That's right. Mask we, on. We would we would invite you right here, <laughs> and you could also sip, but from six feet away. And maybe you could find the blue cheese. Maybe you could hunt this dirty <laughs> land for blue cheese. Um, I can't wait till we get a disco ball in here. It's gonna. Oh be man, good. that's the thing. Your your Patreon contributions will go to pimping <laughs> out the bottled up studio space. <laughs> With disco balls. Oh man, and... we'll, we'll make a time lapse video of its construction. This, uh, so many plans. As you can tell, we're very, very excited. And we've had a little too much dessert <laughs> wine, too, friends. Oh, I can feel it in my temples. A little bit, a little bit. It's a little bit like a brain sugar freeze. Yay! It's fun. But yeah, so we, we've got swag in development. And we've got all sorts of fun stuff. So check us out. We'd love that. We're very excited about the the, the Patreon drop. Yes. The kids still call it a drop? I think so. Yeah, I our Patreon's know. dropping today with yeah. episode 10. And this has been episode 10. 
Thanks for coming along in our glass house of wine emotion. Woo-hoo! Woo! Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 10 of Bottled Up. Hitting 10 full-length episodes is a huge accomplishment for us, and we are super pleased. As we are a self-produced, two-person team, this has been a lot of work, and we're really proud. A huge thank you to everyone who has come along for the journey. Our Patreon is now live. If you are enjoying Bottled Up and would like to see how you can support us and help this little wine podcast become a big wine podcast, please check out our Patreon and consider becoming a patron. Patrons will have access to Patreon-only content and early releases of our bonus episodes, along with first dibs on tickets to future live events and other fun perks. We have support tiers to accommodate just about every level of patron, and they all come with great gifts. Check out patreon.com slash bottled up for more information. Again, that's patreon.com slash bottled up. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to your favorite podcast listening platform and like, rate, and subscribe. Those likes and subscribes are crucial to moving us up the charts and helping more people to discover Bottled Up. As always, if you have questions, comments, are interested in sponsoring an episode, or just want to chat, you can find us on social media on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast, all one word, or Instagram at Bottled underscore up underscore podcast. We love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.